Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to hour eight of Advantage Kids, uh, the 24-hour podcast. Uh, not starring anyone, just like I'm, I'm hosting. Uh, my name is Rembert Brown, and this is for a very good cause, raising money to send my youth summer camp to the U.S. Open in 2019. And if you were listening last hour, we're picking out where we left off. Uh, same crew, and I'm actually gonna, you know, they have a lot to catch up on. Sure. Darian, Hannah, thank you for both being here. And, Absolutely. um, as a podcast host, uh, t- talking to someone who hasn't been on your podcast yet, <laughs> maybe wow, you can, Darian like, talk about what y'all should talk about. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Darian take the wheel for a second, and I'm... I actually have something I want to talk about with Hannah. So. Okay, okay, I'm going to get out of here for a sec. Right. Uh, and yeah. I may to or may to not be... Listen. Yeah. <laughs> it is a good time to listen yeah, to black I... women. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like at that moment, there should be like a myriad of people tuning in right now because it's true. <laughs> Two black women are on this podcast talking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, Hannah. What's up? Talk to me. This was truly on my mind. So... We have a group text yes. with Essence Gant, mm-hmm. a BuzzFeed beauty editor, mm-hmm. Sylvia Obel. Also at BuzzFeed. Also at BuzzFeed. Entertainment reporter. Mm-hmm. And Essence blew, blew up the, the group text and was like, oh my God, your piece on Lauren Hill was oh. so amazing. You said everything. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And before she sent that, I said to myself, and I had been thinking the day before, Hannah really publishes work in like very thoughtful, contextual. No, but seriously, like at a such a rapid rate. <laughs> Even on technical terms. How are you, how do you do it? I'm being so serious. It's it's um, I think it's quite hard for most people. Like this is not a normal person trait. Okay, okay. You know? You. Sure. Um <laughs> well, one I'm just going to be awkward about the assertion itself. But moving right along, um no, I mean I'm really lucky. So my editor um, is Jane Young Kim at The Atlantic. She's a culture editor. Um, she's great. Lenica Cruz as well. They're like wonderful and, and great to talk to before I start writing. And so I kind of have the benefit of sort of fleshing out ideas as they come to me with them. And so when I sit to write, it's usually not like I'm starting from scratch, mm-hmm. um, which is really, really helpful. And then, I don't know, I think I get to pick a lot. I pick my spots, you know. So if yeah. something comes out... If something happens and I'm like, I don't feel like I have the range or I don't feel this is sort of outside of my comfort zone or whatever. If it if it feels like it's outside of my comfort zone because I'm scared and not because it's just genuinely out, I don't have the depth or, you know, right. um, then I, I try to interrogate that a little bit. But usually if some if it's something I just am not equipped to handle, then I'm I feel fine personally passing and I'm like supported in that. Like I don't have right. to hit every single thing that happens. Right. There's no pressure. Oh, excuse me. Um. Yeah, there's definitely not on that front. And then I, I think I write a mix of stuff that's planned, like planned around releases or, you know, like I wrote about mm-hmm. Greenleaf because I knew the premiere was right. coming back, right? And that so I you could prep plan- for that. Exactly. Like that I gotcha. could prep for. It. And so when I sat down to do that, it wasn't like, oh, where do I start from? So a mix of that and the newsy stuff really helps. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I read a shit ton and that helps. Like, I <laughs> like, was going to say <laughs> that helps. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I think that's I think that's it. It, re- it really, really, really helps who's editing you. And like Jane mm-hmm. and Lenica are great. 
That's um, awesome. And then Lauren Williams, who joined recently, is wonderful. And I'm like forever talking to her during the day and sending yeah. her tweets and annoying her. And that's nice to have that reprieve too, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's not just like super serious all the time. Right. Right. I know. Kind of someone who you can giggle with on Slack. Even. Right. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I miss that. Yeah. Jeff, our editor-in-chief, whenever he's in New York, is just like, what are you guys laughing at? What secret socks are you in? <laughs> like, no, it's literally just me and Lauren sending each other tweets. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But, well, yeah. that's awesome. What's your process been like? I feel like, for me, my thing is, I felt like I have done interviews with people or I've spoken to people and they'd be like, well, Darian, like, writer. I'm like, you are not really paying attention because I don't right. really write. Right, right. Or not in, not in the sort of standard, like... You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah, that's true. And what I really try to explain to people is actually a lot of the work that I'm trying to do right now and in the future is uplifting good writers. Mm-hmm. Because I feel as a social media editor, as a news curator, like when I was at BuzzFeed and, and even now, yeah, we, I was like sharing things on all the platforms, but like I was sending push alerts, I was changing the mm-hmm, homepage. Mm-hmm. And I felt as someone on that team... I felt like I was really responsible for the way that people, th- like this is people's first interaction with a piece. Right. What's going right. to be on Twitter or Facebook or right. on a platform. Right, right, it, it It likely won't be on the front page, but it very could could yeah. be, right? Yeah, yeah, And so to me, I always felt like I had a responsibility for clarity, right. for voice, and for truth. Right. You know? And so that's something where right now... I definitely feel like I'm in this in-between space. You know, I like went to Columbus for where, where my mom is from mm-hmm. for a few months and or like for two months. But it was cool not to be in either L.A. or New York mm-hmm. and not also feel FOMO, like not feel yeah, yeah, like yeah. I need to be on the scene or I'm missing out in something and knowing that I'm going to be stronger and come out stronger because of that. So, I don't know, right now I'm doing a lot of freelance work that I never name, name the names of because, like, I'm just in it. <laughs> but I'm, like, working for some of your favorite publications right now, so okay. it's, it's, like, it's, like, nice. Okay, flex but, a little bit. Yeah, like, I'll flex a little bit in that, but... Flex. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, what, what else? I don't know, I've been Talk really... about your party. Okay, oh my gosh, my party. First of all... Yeah. Okay, wait. So I want to know your your opinion on sure. on this. Okay. So I started Sheen with uh with someone who I'd worked on a magazine with her name is Belise Thomas. Okay. She's What's a, Sheen? Oh, <laughs> Sheen is a disco party. Okay. It started because I really had this new appreciation for disco and for soul and for funk. And the cool thing I love about music is that you could discover music and songs and genres at different points in your life. But the cool thing is that in that moment, it feels exciting and new mm-hmm, to you, mm-hmm. even if it's not, right? Right, right. And so, like, to me, that's uh, disco's obviously, like, something I've, I've listened to, like, casually and XYZ, but I think I really just had gotten really into it over the years. And there are a ton of disco parties that happen in Queens and in Brooklyn and kind of, like, on the fringes of of Manhattan, um, but I wanted to do a, like, try to do, like, a Manhattan disco party, right? Yeah. And the whole idea was I didn't want it to be this thing where people dressed up in bell bottoms and afros. <laughs> I wanted to really be come as you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason for that was really because I didn't start the party because I wanted it to be a costume party. I started the party because I found these similarities between cultural movements or political movements that are happening now mm-hmm. that are happening during disco. Yeah. So, like, 
1969-1970 was like the end of the first civil rights movement. Right, right. Um, Stonewall happened, I want to say maybe, uh, Stonewall riots happened, I want to say like 1978 or, or mid-1970s, and that really kick-started like the gay rights movement. And then there's also like, uh, I guess the, the second wave feminist movement that happened during that time too. And when you think about it, all of these things are happening so... So in your face right now. Right. Right. Oh, oh, yes. And I think maybe that's why I definitely caught on for me. But I felt like at that time, disco served as a purpose for people to let go and dance. Like, yeah, there were a lot of drugs and sure. a lot of sex. But for me, I was like, I just want to cre- see if I can create that again. I've never thrown parties a day in my life. Yeah. How's that been coming together? It's been coming together pretty good. It's definitely not the kind of party that has popped off right away. But I just always have felt like I'm someone who, I'm an ideas person. Sometimes I follow through. Sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. But through everything that I followed through and tried, I've learned something. Yeah. And I just feel like I can't stop doing that until I really learn like what, what pops. You know, whether even as someone who like works in news, I've always really viewed myself as someone who I work in news and in these newsrooms and in these environments where I know a lot about politics. I know about international news. I understand these things. But the kids who I'm hanging out with and my friends aren't people who are adjacent to that world. Right. They were kids in music. They were kids who were were artists and creatives. and, And so I always felt like I was at the intersection of that. And I always have have loved I think that's how life should be. Right. Right. Because right. like, we're all pulling from different worlds all the time. Right? Yeah. So, and I think even just working in news too, I don't want to live in this media bubble. <laughs> like I want to live mm-hmm. my life mm-hmm. and I want to work in news, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's all came to be, <laughs> but I'm really excited. I'm excited for, for you. That sounds amazing. Yeah. It sounds like, it feels like we're in a very vivid moment for better, for worse, right? Yeah. Like it, yeah. yeah. Like, what do you mean by that? It just, it feels like everything is happening in, like, Technicolor. Mm. Whether it's, like, music or movies, like, everything, you I don't know. I'm a person who, like, feels things very deeply, sure. Yeah. But it, it just feels like everything is happening so much all the time. Okay. Right? Like, it just, it doesn't slow down. And so how do we take that energy and instead of being exhausted by it, like, channel it into things that feel good and things that are a release or things that are kind of generative? That's a really good thought. I, I'm working on it. I don't know. I don't no, have any answers. No, I don't have any answers yeah, either. <laughs> Remember, it's on the couch right now, by the way, because we're two good friends who support him and know that he probably needs a break. Black yes, right. support black support, women. Right, sure. So, uh, <laughs> sure, if you feel like it. But, yeah, I agree with that. I think I've always really viewed it. I felt like, I feel like what people are doing right now as they should in this time where everything feels very vibrant and in your face or just exhausting. People are like self-care, self-care. Yeah, yeah. But what does that actually look look like? And it looks different for, for everyone. And I've been actually, I, I can't talk about, I can't talk about it yet, but I'm writing this piece that's, <laughs> it's, I know it's like crazy because I'm like, I'm not a writer, but right, I have like right. two pieces mm-hmm, coming up that I'm, mm-hmm. that I'm like so excited about. But one of them has to do um, with self-care and how we choose to use self-care. Are we using it as um, to reach like a higher well-being and yeah. for mental clarity? Or are we using it as an excuse not to get things done? Right, right. And I, I think that I think it's really tempting. You know, I think it's really frustrating sometimes to see 
sort of like totes with the like Audrey Lord quote about self-care, you mm-hmm. know, like ar- around in the world when it's, you know, to see the concept like commodified or co-opted um, as sort of a weird capitalist enterprise almost, right? And as an excuse for people who, you know, like work nine to fives or are super like in white collar jobs to be like, I can like throw my feet up in, in the bath, you know, over the, and it's like, fun, right. sure, take breaks. That you know, like capitalism you mean, but- is, right, right. I fully understand that, right? But what does it look like to think about self-care as like in a political sense? And what does yeah. it mean to say like, actually, you shouldn't have to care for yourself in a way that is like almost life or death. Like Audrey Lorde died of cancer, right? Like mm-hmm. working for an institution that wasn't supporting her. Um, it's like you, in order for her to care for herself, she would have needed an institution that was caring for the people who work for it and the people who you know it employs, right? right. And so how do we shift our focus so that we're thinking about systems and not as like individual actors? But it's hard because this is a very like individualized, exceptionalist country. Yeah, and it's also instant an instant gratification country. So right. a lot of the times. Capitalism has made it so that we are associating self-care with face masks and massages. Right, sure. And, and, the, I love, and I those things masks. are I good. I love massages. Right. But, but, it's, but I don't think we're asking ourselves the question first of, like, what do you need? Do right. I need to get on Netflix and watch something really funny or really inspirational? Right. Because I want to feel affirmed right now. Right. Or... Um, maybe instead I can like read this book that's gonna that I've been meaning to read for a year and a half right and I'm like accomplishing something but also it's like self-care because it's not right that, you well, know? it's like am I am, am I you know slacking off in a way that's so similar to the work that I do that it doesn't actually feel like rest yes you know am I not recharging myself am I you know using self-care as an excuse to withdraw from the people in the communities I care about or mm-hmm. that I'm be- beholden to mm-hmm. um, and being selfish in that way I think it's it can be really fraught <laughs> yeah from his is now doing push-ups here. oh no no no, no he just <laughs> the mind is caring of, for himself right now he's just caring for himself <laughs> Self, self-care self-care <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, we have to figure out some sort of balance of like, what does it mean for one to have the space and the time and the resources to care for oneself? Um, and often that's beyond just an individual thing. Right. Uh, yeah, that's very true. I don't know. Listen, There's a lot I'm of also, reflecting. I'm also always open to face masks. So, Me too. Yeah. Also, Darian, skincare guru, talk to me about your current Oh my regimen. gosh. Well, I went, to, I went to Uganda and it honestly just like screwed up my entire, didn't screw up my entire face. I just got a lot of pimples <laughs> and everything while I was there. Okay. But, so we're blaming this on the continent. Got it. <laughs> blaming this on East Africa. Uh-huh. God, I did not mean to do that. But... <laughs> It was just everything I was eating and everything I was. What'd you eat? I just ate a lot of fish. Okay. So fresh fish. Oh my god, it was so good, but it was fried. Oh. And a lot of potatoes. So I could have made better choices, but I don't regret it. (laughs) But I know that that's why I had a ton of pimples on my face. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to say. My early twenties. Got it. Got it. Got it. (laughs) Um, I have taken this. I have definitely taken this new interest in skincare oh maybe for the past two or three years maybe because i feel like it's something that i can control mm. maybe that's why i love it so much mm. because i don't that. yeah like <laughs> i'm not, i don't have i don't have acne prone skin or anything right. like that yeah. so i feel like it, it's something i can i can really control and i definitely have a personality as you know not i don't think through our relationship but just through like how i navigate life and yeah, like, yeah. make career decisions is that i I parse and I have I struggle with authority and with feeling like I'm not in control of mm-hmm, certain mm-hmm. things. And so skincare feels like something I can control. I'm fascinated with it. There's there's a lot 
to unpack with skincare. Yeah. Like, what does it mean when something's working and not working? Right, right. Um, well, that's different for everyone. Um, I've become really obsessed with, like, Googling ingredients. Mm. Um, this but, is all so foreign to me. I have the most, re- ba- yeah. But your skin looks great. Thank Sometimes you, you don't little, even need to mess with listen, it. It's a little concealer. Shout out to NARS. A little powder. Hey. Shout out to Laura Mercier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have on some Laura Mercier skin tint right yeah, now. Like, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. That tinted moisturizer. Mm-hmm. Big fan. Um, yeah, I'm I'm lucky in that way, too, where I'm not super acne prone. Right. And so it's kind of just this thing I'm intrigued by. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it feels like, in some ways, a pursuit of perfection, which, like... I think so. Oh, def- yes, I agree. Yeah. In a way that, again, yeah, can feel like you have access to control. Like, it's very yes. tempting, right? Where I'm like, I don't... I'm starting from... Maybe this is what it feels like to be white. Where I'm like, I'm starting from a place of advantage so I can get closer to the thing, maybe. I think you're right. I think it's how it you know feels. I mean? like, I know I'm not starting from having to deal with like intense acne scars or anything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I can just get rid of this one little thing, then I'll be, you know, right. my skin will be perfect. Right. right. And, and I'll then, be okay with that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Listen. So I will say, though, that, you know, I've, I've been starting to share more of like my skincare routine mm-hmm. And what I notice is that people love it, number hmm. one. They, which to me is like, okay, that's like cool. It's cool to know. Also, the skincare industry in itself, out of all Ooh. of the cosmetic sectors, right? Like makeup, uh, what else is there? Makeup, skincare, and, and there's like another one. Like hair? Um, oh, and hair. Yeah. <laughs> How can I forget? <laughs> um, you know, skin uh, skincare is the one to kind of like really shoot it to the top in right. like the next two years. Yeah. So um, there's just going to be a higher demand for it. There's going to be more money put into it. Hmm. So I think like that, like the capitalist part of me is like, you need to jump on this and like, <laughs> and like find out how to make some money off yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, black women have been making stuff for our hair on our own for how long, I know. right? And it's when you look and see what's in so many so many of the products that we're using, it's not, it's a lot of supernatural stuff. Like, of course, you're not going to find hyaluronic acid just, like, sitting in your apartment. Right. Like, in the way that you would find, like, olive oil. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it doesn't, it is interesting to think about what it means, like, enterprise-wise, you know? Um, And, like, who has access to that space. And I think that there's still, I'm sure that it's already out there and the reporting or the research or the information is already out there, but I feel like it needs to be, Contemporized. I don't think that's a word. <laughs> I think it needs. I think we need a refresher mm-hmm. of where skincare r- rituals come from. Mm. Even just the ritual of skincare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I was talking to this woman. I'm blanking on the name of her brand, but she started a skincare brand based off of the rituals of her of her grandmother from Kenya and what she was using. Out, she was using coffee and sugar to yeah, scrub yeah, her yeah. skin. Yeah. And um, even like sheet masks. Like we don't really know. I personally don't know a lot about sheet masks. I know that they, you know, like, they they origin in Korea, but, like, what do we really know about that ritual and about how they started? So we have to, like, contextualize it, right? Yeah, like, we need to contextualize it. What does it mean to strip a beauty ritual away from the the culture, the people Mm -hmm. who originated it? And Mm -hmm. what what do we lose? Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I what don't do know. we lose? That's, that's really the question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think about that all the time, which, you know, I try to get out of that framing because, like, positivity or optimism or whatever, <laughs> these things that people people like seeking. Like, my mom says I should, but, you know. <laughs> Me too, but I get it. You know, I guess, what do we gain? Yeah. So, a larger, I don't know. That's Soviet definitely a larger question. Hmm. But how are you loving Brooklyn? How is Brooklyn treating you? Oh, Brooklyn's great. I love I live in Crown Heights. Sorry, I'm like eating mango right now. <laughs> we stand honestly. We Listen. 
Um, so I've been in Crown Heights for several years now. I love it. It reminds me of Ethiopia, which is part of really? what. Like, Why yeah, so? like Nostrand and Utica in particular, like off the parkway, really remind me of like certain strips in Addis Ababa. Um, so I'm actually really excited to talk to Albert, um, who wrote a book, Never Ran, Never Will. It's coming out. Um, who's at BuzzFeed News also. Mm. Oh, um, yes, yeah. So obviously. we're talking uh, on the 17th at the Brooklyn Historical Society about like gentrification in Brooklyn and like how we navigate that as like people who have moved to the city. Obviously, when are you having that talk? Um, the 17th at seven o'clock, I believe. Let me double check. You'll tweet uh, out the link later. I will everyone absolutely. Else, I will do everyone that. Everyone who's listening. Yes. <laughs> I'll make her. Um, I don't know. It feels good. It feels right to be here. But I do think at some point I will wind up in D.C. or Maryland. Mm, it's like I feel that for you. The vast majority of the Ethiopian diaspora. <laughs> Listen, when I went to Uganda, I took my flight from D.C. to Ethiopia. And I, knew, it, and I, was, and I knew what I was getting myself into. Yep. And quite frankly, I was happy about it. Yep. Yep. Well, listen, that makes one of us. <laughs> hey. He's back. Oh, yeah. Hello, hello. Uh, I feel amazing. I'm so glad you hear that. Ron. I didn't sleep at all, but I just like got to rest my voice. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, How's your voice feeling? So I've got this voice. I have these like nodes on my throat mm-hmm. from, you know, and I actually, you won't understand this reference, but after H Crew. Oh my God. <laughs> I, lo- I, like, I couldn't speak for like two weeks. Wait, really? What I like lost my voice because I'd never spoken so much in my yeah, entire is. entire life. And they, I went to like the EMT and they were like, oh, you have like these two like nodes on your vocal cords, which is why you sound like T-Boz now. It's <laughs> um, <sorry>, T-Boz. <laughs> and, and so, um, so they're like, you gotta, you know, take care of your voice. And I was like, I don't. What does that mean? I don't know what that should I yeah. just not and that's why I became a writer. So I well, don't have to speak. There you go. Well, there we go. Well, um, doing a really good job of that. I would like to um thank both of you for um just being very supportive of me <laughs> in, a, in this trying time. Yes. Um I would like also to say that we are now we have now crossed the fifteen thousand dollar threshold. So we're now under ten thousand uh towards the goal. It would be, it'd be great to um, surpass that goal, I think but, you will. but uh, yeah. that's like super, that's super, super exciting. If there was a bell here, I'd ring. There needs to be a bell like every time a thousand dollars. That's so true. A yes. gong. Do you need like a tambourine or something? Yeah. I know a tambourine. I'm like my my writer included a gospel <laughs> choir. I don't know where it is. Maybe they're coming after the Drake concert. I don't know. Um, there's a Drake concert tonight? Yeah. There's like a How did I not know There's that? a crew of people coming here after the Drake concert. Oh, I'm dear sh- God. I'm sure they're going to be in a in fine form. Oh, yeah. Godspeed. I'm just going to be like tell me every aspect of the concert song by song. I'm just going to sit here I'm and listen. I'm just going to Yeah, you you talk. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm listening. I'm listening. Yes. Um well, um how did uh how did she do? How did she answer your questions? I thought she Honestly, it's it's weird in a way to talk to Hannah in such a formal way like this because we're friends. Yeah. And did I you think, know we were talking earlier about your um your photo? Um, oh yeah, I was saying you're like Melina Matukas, like genuinely. I, oh I, my I, god! I, I brought up vacation when y'all went on vacation, <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god, this like entire vacation is creative directed by Darren. One hundred percent, without a shadow of a doubt. I the vision. just I just love photography. That's another thing. I recently got a film camera from a garage Ooh. sale. Oh shit! And it was this black man who he passed away, and his wife was having just like a garage sale, getting getting rid of some things and. Give me the camera. And that camera's got like good, like his like ancestral yeah. black yeah, vibes. Literally. Like, yeah, literally. Like so, that camera's like been places. 
Um, but yeah, I take I, I just like to take good pictures. Like, let's get it together. Let's pay attention to these detail and let's mm-hmm. get these fits off. Mm-hmm. Like, let's uh, go. Like, if if not now, then when? Wow. And, wow, I, wow. and if not me, then who? Right. Good now more than ever. Et cetera, et cetera. This is this is <laughs> wow. This just turned into a Pentecostal <laughs> right podcast. Put it in scripture. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did just write about green. <laughs> yeah. And if not why, then whomst? Um, right. Uh, Who's your next guest? My next guest is my dear friend Michael Boyd. Uh, he is a um, a uh, longtime music manager. He's like he's very tied to Atlanta. He's oh, just like a a, cool. a homie. Um, what? Okay, before before we me, me and Hama leave, I want to know. I was actually thinking about this. Talk to me. Maybe I just haven't read it yet. Or tell me if it's in the work. Like, I just want you to write, like, this grand sweeping piece about Atlanta. I don't know what I wanted to focus on. You neither. But <laughs> like, I just, like, every every year I almost do it. Yeah. Um, part of me is, like, I don't think that, like, magnum opus Atlanta thing is going to happen until I move back. Mm. Oh, because yeah, Because like, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I do yeah, feel yeah. a certain type of way about being an... Like such an Atlanta authority, while yeah. having not literally not lived there since two thousand five. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And like I understand like public facing, right, right. But like oftentimes people are like, "Yo, like, yo, write this stuff about this stuff in, that's happening in Atlanta right now." And I'm like, or like people are like, "Yo, where? Like, what club should I go to?" <laughs> and like, I was like, I literally haven't lived there Wait, since although, three years before. But like, I I yeah. I, I know who to right, send right. you to. Like, I I will mm-hmm. always take those asks and then like send you to the nearest like hooligan that right. is part of my life. <laughs> like, like, like a friend was just like, yo, like we're trying to have like a, like a ratchet ass bachelorette. And I was like, I don't know what club you should go to, but here are three people to talk to who yeah. will like yep. literally yep. steer you in the right direction. Yep. But you know, like I'm very, I've always been very careful to not um, overstep my, you know, um, what is being an authority on current mm-hmm. Atlanta? I do very much feel like my Atlanta definitely works like going in the other direction because right, I'm like right. <clears throat> like three or four generations deep, and I like I understand how the city has changed, and yeah. I understand like <clears throat> you know like I can I can talk, you know I I've had pe- like I now I'm like a I feel like I I t- I'll tell tell this to anyone just like if you are like lucky enough to have people in your family who were like in their 70s 80s and but like you just got to get every story oh absolutely you have to get every single story you can um and i'm i'm beginning to do that like my mom is like the family historian yeah Mm -hmm. you know and that is just like now gonna get passed down to me uh but yeah so like when people come at me and like yo like talk about like snap music i'm like oh like do you want to see the uh the fit I was wearing in 04. Like, do, like, <laughs> right, would, right. would you like to see like the Mike Vick jersey and South Pole sweatpants oh and like, you know, mm-hmm. like like 5XL white tee? Like, yeah. yes, like I will. Yeah. But if someone's, you know, I just, I, I make sure because it feels, it feels disrespectful to my creatives friends who are in Atlanta who are doing the work there. Yeah. I'm right. just like, yeah, like, I'm glad you came to me. Let me introduce you, Point you in the right to direction. my boy Gavin. Yeah, 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 let me, yeah, yeah, let, let me yeah. introduce you to yeah. the people who are from there and haven't left. So yeah. um, I, that's like a long-winded answer. No, but I think question. that, I, I hope that there are some people listening to that who needed to, that people can <laughs> apply that to their 
situation. Yeah. People like to... Because um, you're in your lane, and that's like... Well, I feel like people view as like being in your lane as like, oh, you're... No, but it's like you're in your lane and you're doing a good job. You know what I mean? Well, I, I learned a lesson um, like now five years ago when I like was basically like charged to go on a road trip for Grantland. And it was just like, you know, like the world of, you know, popping into someone's hometown right. and having 48 hours to like write about it. Like you learn that people are very mm -hmm. protective right. of where they're from. Right. And so don't try to like pop into someone's town and then explain it. Right. Like the whole joke about Rembrandt explains is that I wasn't actually explaining right, 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 anything because right. I didn't know, I wasn't, I had no expertise on anything, but I was just trying to like do right by like shining a light on it. But like, you know, like for example, like when Vice came to Atlanta, I was just like, <laughs> right. like I was like, oh my God, like this is, and when I felt like, when like people feel like their hometowns get bastardized, I'm like, well, I now know right. like never to do that to anyone yeah. else because like when someone does it to Atlanta, it makes me want to fight. Right. So right. same you with know. Ethiopia. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's just like, like oh. same shit. So all right, Anna, Darren. Cool. It's been real. Y'all are wonderful. Um, and are we are we in the middle? Oh, we're, what time? Is oh, it we're is in the precisely. Bro, we, 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 we did that. We need we need mad bells. We need mad <laughs> bells. <laughs> we need bell bells. We're coming right back. Uh, Thank you all. <laughs>
Okay, so this tea. So since you have to stay up for 24 hours, I brought you some terere. Okay. Which is a tea that is drank in Paraguay, which is where I'm from. Shout out Paraguay. Shout no out Paraguay. From, no one's from Paraguay, but I'm from Paraguay. Boom, boom. It is the heart of Latin America, a tiny landlocked country that produces beautiful, intelligent women like myself. Gang, gang. Okay, anyway. <laughs> PSA. So, <laughs> look it up. Okay, so this is loose leaf tea inside of a gourd. Damn. And you drink it out of this metal straw, basically, that uh-huh. filters the tea so that the little tea leaves don't get in your mouth. Um, and it's filled with caffeine. Uh-huh. So this will keep you up, and it's cold, and it's refreshing. And it's meant to be shared. Yes, it's meant to be shared. You don't drink it alone, even though I was drinking it alone out there, but because I didn't want to offer it to like the I random strangers. I didn't really know them very well. That's fine. That's fine. Anyway, so I brought it in, and we can all share it, and I will pour it for y'all when you talk about, like I said earlier, Young Thug, or I don't know what you guys are going to talk about. What are we going to talk about? Well, first off, I'm wearing, a, I've changed clothes again, <laughs> and I'm wearing a hat um, that says A3C. What is A3C? A3C is a, uh, a very important music festival conference of sorts. Um, Akin to a South by Southwest or CMJ, a throwback New York reference, Ooh, where it's like CMJ. more than more than music. There's uh, there's talks, there's panels, there's everything. Um, I was introduced to A3C because one of my oldest friends um, of life. Uh, we went to elementary, middle, high school together. His name is Mike Walbert. Shout out to Mike. Shout out to Mike. Um, is the executive director and uh, has been trying to get me has. I should go every year, but this is going to be the first year that I go. Um, I am. Really? Oh, yeah. You've never been. I've never that been. That is crazy. I just never, like, October is a weird time to, because I, I go, I'm home November and December for Thanksgiving. So, like, October is, like, probably the last month that I would ever go to Atlanta because I'm logging so much time there. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, this is the first time I'm doing a, I don't even, I, I, don't, I can't announce it yet. But I'm doing a huge. Doing a big old fireside huge chat event. with a person. Um Mike, hmm. um, tell yeah. me, I've been saying this to some people. Um, if you had to gold, silver, bronze, like hierarchically um, <laughs> list like the things <laughs> that you do for a living, yeah. like gold being like the thing that takes up the most time, yeah. silver, bronze, how would you describe that? Gold, most time is I'm the artist relations and music partnerships person for Gary Vaynerchuk. Takes up my most time. Um Silver and bronze. Which I've, includes like playlist curation. Right. Which, so, so playlist curation, setting up the meetings. When when if you watch Gary Vaynerchuk's YouTube channel, when he meets with an artist, I set those up and um Which are often Yeah, it's pretty often. Yeah. So it's really interesting. And those are happening in his office? In his office or we've actually like we went to Logic's house. Okay. We went in the studio with Nipsey Hustle. Um we went to Atlanta recently, met up with everybody. In the studio, Love we that. set our own studio session and invited a bunch of emerging artists to support like the new the new wave. So, I love it. Yeah, cool. Um, I like Mike a lot. <laughs> one of the reasons is because of all these like wonderful people that have come through. Only one person was like, "I would like to talk about these things," <laughs> and I respected it. I respected your <laughs> professionalism, and I respected. The fact that it, it allowed me not to have to think on the ball. <laughs> because this is now hour eight and a half, and the brain is moving. How are you feeling? I feel fine. Okay. 
I feel fine. You look great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, talk to me. What, what do you want to talk about? Because I want to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about Atlanta. Yeah. Love for Atlanta. Okay. So much love for Atlanta. How many A3Cs have you been to? I've been to three. Okay. And it gets better every year. So it's like in terms of number, like, like, like I know like the, like I can feel a difference this year even compared to last year because like I feel like my New York is going to Atlanta this year for the first time. Oh, yeah. Which, um, which excites me because it's like I, I, I love being in Atlanta when my non-Atlanta friends are in town because I get to like be like tour guide yeah are you gonna show us around i want you to show us around yes of course the first Um, time i went to atlanta i got um a grill you got molded for one yes yes um so i can't wait for this trip i guess because you're going to (laughs) um how how has it gotten better a3c yeah um what the first time i went the difference to me between a3c and south by southwest is south by southwest you're able to walk to every event so in Atlanta, you know, you pretty much have to drive everywhere, yep. which you're not able to party as much. You're not able to. Well, with Uber Lyft. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Back then. It's, it's ch- yeah. Like first time I went, we weren't Ubering anywhere. My, my Atlanta has considerably changed. Like even down to the fact that like when I leave my, like my mother's house, like I don't have to worry about the car because me and my mom, when I'm home, like. I don't have a second car just sitting there waiting for me. It's like her car. And just the fact that I can get around Atlanta and not <clears throat> disrupt her whole life. I'm like, hey, mom, I'm in town. You have to stay at home for three days. <laughs> you know, it's like it's nice in a city that is completely, you know, like dependent to a fault on cars. But Which part of the city is your mom living? My mom lives um, like 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 right south past the airport. OK, um, cool. Um, we grew up like more central like like in the actual city but like she just hit a point she was like i like like hearing like crickets and cicadas and Southside. not like sirens and noise she just wanted like because she grew up in the neighborhood that i grew up in she was like i think i'm she's like i think after like 50 years i'm good like <laughs> I, th- I think i like i want like one of those free like gigantic houses that they talk about in Atlanta. She's like, yeah, well, like, let me just get one of those like free houses that they have, <laughs> like, like in one of these big ass subdivisions. And I'm like, do your, do your thing, girl. Shout out to your mom. Hey, get you, get you a, get you a backyard. <laughs> that is the dream. That's the dream. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, and uh, I have a question. Um, even though I want to adhere to your rules of these thirty minutes, um, is there a reason? Um, actually, no. Outside of A3C, um, as someone who has followed the Monday to Monday podcast, hey. which is the name of the podcast that you work on and curate, um, and I was talking earlier to uh, Nick Catchdubs, yeah. um, who also like is in just owning a record label and being a DJ, like very deep in the world of music discovery. Yeah, like I know a lot of stuff comes like through your respective inboxes however that may be like how i mean like how are you listening do you, are you listening to everything like how much of your day is just spent listening to new music so cuz every every week there's just new there's artists that i've never heard of every single week and i'm like more plugged in than the average person but i'm still it's not my job so i'm just like constantly 
impressed, but I'm also just like, you know, I think for some people it's like, you know, well, I'm, I'm sent 10 things. So like, like five of these are going to be my new hot things versus like I'm sent like a thousand things. I'm going to make my way through all of it and like pick two new things. Right. You know? So you're talking about my playlist. You're talking about every week you, you see artists that you don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. Like new artists and songs from artists that I didn't know about. You know, it's just like, it feels, you know, no, no shade, but like, you know, rap caviar is like, like top 40 radio. It is. Yeah. For um, sure. So like, there's not a ton of true music discovery that's happening there. Um, Unless you're like an old, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, I think Rap Caviar is great. But so my playlist, the story behind it is um, I've been giving Gary Vaynerchuk music for years because, you know, I've been working with Gary for a long time. And he asked me, he, Gary loves hip hop. Gary loves music in general. He loves pop music. He loves smooth songs, good melodies. And so... I've been keeping up to, up to date on the new artists, right? And now we decided to go public facing 43 weeks ago. Okay. We're on the 43. Damn, you're you're getting, close to a, getting close to a year. Yeah, I know. I'm so happy. But um, <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when someone asks me how the podcast I'm like, I, it's fine. <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> yeah, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> so, <laughs> but. Yeah, for a while, you know, one thing to separate us from Rap Caviar is I told people, well, at the time, I told people to um, do submissions, and okay. so I was getting blown up. I told them to DM me on Instagram so it could all stay in one place, and I would listen to them, and I put a few, of, I've done a few submissions onto the playlist when the song is great. Mm -hmm. It's mostly about the music to me, so, of course, I'm looking at cosigns i'm looking at what the person looks like like what they're doing where they're from blah 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 but it's mostly about the music if i feel it or if i could like well one thing about new artists that i always liked is when they're using lingo that i haven't heard before yeah so like even if it's gucci Mane or like whoever and they're not a new artist but they're still when they rap about like walking down the street they say it in a funny way that mm -hmm. i've never heard anyone else say it before i'm like okay you're a promising artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yes. if you say something that I've never heard, you could be talking about your hat, but you talk about your hat and you say a word I never heard before. I was like, you're a promising artist. Yeah. So, I mean, I listen to a lot of music on the weekend. That's when I put together the playlist. Okay. Every weekend I listen to music. I sit in our, I sit in my, our apartment in Jersey city and I'm just Shut plugged out. in. Shout New out Jersey. Yeah, but also don't move to Jersey City. Oh, you don't you don't want it? I don't keep our rent low. Yeah, I don't yeah, keep the rent low. Yeah. Thanks. But um, you know, listen to the new music. I'm trying not to put too many huge artists into the playlist because they're already on rap caviar, you know. If you want that, go there. But this is a look into what Gary's <laughs> Yeah. This is a look into what Gary's actually listening to. And he actually listens to it. So Are are you in the world like um where it's like, um, like, I always used to hear these stories about like strip club DJs where people are like, yo, like, I'll give you, like, people like offered you money. Yeah. I, I mean, and a lot of Hennessy. Yeah. It gets mailed someone to our mailed, house. Yeah. Someone mailed a bottle of Hennessy <laughs> asking to be were, on the playlist. Were they from Atlanta? They probably were. I don't remember. I don't remember who it was. I listened so to the unfortunately, song. Unfortunately, it didn't really make it. It didn't make the playlist. But, um, 
Yeah, I'll listen to anything, really. If I have time for it, I'll listen to anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have your own life. But yeah. it's like... The thing I'll say is that most artists, you can't become too popular without me finding you. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. So, like, like when you become popular and you're from Atlanta, you come to New York, right? Yeah. Like you meet with the labels, you do a press run. At that point, I'd say to most people, you're still brand new. So if I put you on the playlist at that point, I'm still getting credit for like, oh, this is a brand new artist. I get that. So like you can't become too huge and I'll miss you just because I'm so plugged in. So when I what I like to do, though, is I like to find artists who have like less than, you know, on Spotify says less than a thousand plays. Yes. I like to find them, put them in my playlist and then watch their plays go up and then they freak out and they promote the playlist and they're so happy and I'm actually doing something for their career. Yeah. Whereas if I put in someone like Drake, it's like he'll never, like he doesn't care. Yeah. Um, Except for maybe the the Gary Cosine. A lot of people tell me they're like, oh, you like week after week, you've increased my plays. Like I got put into other playlists. Like other people, people are commenting that they came from the playlist. Like, so there is there is that type of traction. Yeah. I um, <clears throat> I never publicly thanked you for um, you're a very well respected man. Um, I was um just like out of nowhere. Um, when I was going through a very, I mean, I'm still in the phase, but I was in like a very real Tierra Whack moment. Who is now, she's just Who like, a, she's like a star. Yeah, she's she really is. She's the but best. You she's connect. also so nice. She's so cool. She's I mean, a very I, sweet girl. I, uh, um, you inter- inter- introduced me to her manager yeah. and like, I just wanted to meet her. And then like two months later, I'm writing a Meek Mill piece and wanted, like someone was like, oh, like, like you want a rapper like you should like 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 just like any rapper like you should talk to like like Lil Dicky and I was like mm. or I'm gonna talk to Tierra Whack like I like she was doing like a little Spotify thing yeah and like it was one of those things I was like I want to hang out for six hours yeah she's this was really like a, cool. fi- a 15 minute conversation that I wish was forever um She's yeah. very humble. Yeah, it's also been like uh, just like what you were just saying about like if you're a certain like like level. Like I remember um, when like there have been moments when like you know Atlanta like Lando hustlers. You know like um, like I've had people that I respect in Atlanta who have been like working with artists who just like you know I was just like yo like you're someone I respect like you should you know know. Mike, blah blah blah, and like one, they like typically already know who Mike is, but then, <laughs> but then two, like that the, the artist I'm like thinking I'm introing, Mike's like, oh yeah, like I know, like uh, uh, what's his name, like Lan, uh, Chip, uh, what's his name, like Lan, oh yeah, Landstrip, Chip, Chip, yeah, like I, like you were like, oh yeah, like I know who that is, you know, and I was just like, dope, like that's great because like in my mind, I'm like, well, if I, you know, if I don't, if, I, if I'm not that familiar with them. Um, maybe no one else is but there's still like you know there are people who are like definitely not unheard of like if you are like actually like have an ear to the ground they just like you know there's like a there's a very giant world between unheard of and drake huge <laughs> it's world. like it's like <laughs> yeah it's like the red sea it's, it's it's just like it's insane and that's why everyone wants to be on the playlist because it actually does help you know um I have two more questions. Um, what's a um, what's like a, like a a free a free day for Mike Boyd when he just wants to 
not because like for me listening to music on the weekend is still an extension of work right so like what's a non what's like a saturday not listening to music um which is which i've always found interesting because like i got to a point where when i went to concerts in a like uh something i used to do for fun when that became work then like i didn't enjoy concerts as much anymore and now that i've like i'm now like in a having like a a renaissance in terms of enjoying concerts because i don't have to write about them anymore like what like do you do you have like is it like when you listen to other genres it doesn't feel like work like what's your relationship to like non-work music or non-work you know art you know yeah i mean what i'm trying to do with the playlist is not make it only hip-hop so when i listen to other genres it still is work because mm-hmm. i'm trying to find really good music and other genres that i could put into the playlist um i'll say that when i'm not listening for work it's mostly latin trap it's mostly bad bunny nikki jam mm-hmm. j balvin Eliana's wearing a Bad Bunny shirt. Yes. Latino gang gang. Latino gang gang. Also, shout out to the fader for putting <laughs> yes, <gasps> for putting on Benito on the cover. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, but yeah, my days off on the weekends we eat barbecue and I'm an only child. We spend time with my family. Spend time with Eliana's parents, and that's my day off. I like that. New Jersey. I love New Jersey. It's calming. It, it makes it, so it feel much. like work is over. I haven't been over yet. You cross the, the river crib. and then it, you, yeah, leave every, you leave all this behind. Yeah, I'm from St. Louis, but I love New Jersey. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Asbury just, Park. Just as a update, because I like giving updates about this um, donation. Oh yeah, yeah. Where, we, where are we at? We're at $15,563. Damn. That's awesome. That's like real That's money. That's real money. It's real I'm money. I'm really proud of you for doing this. Like Thanks, this dude. is really awesome. I'm very excited. My um, my coach is very happy. I've been getting some updates um from um like live look into Atlanta right now. Like <laughs> like like it's a it's a good. I mean you know, it caught him very off guard. Like clearly there's no like precedent to like like expect this. But I also felt like way overdue for doing something mm-hmm. as someone that's been like so career tied to sports and, you know, Atlanta, Atlanta <laughs> and like, like famous people in sports in Atlanta. And like, it's just like, at what point I, I felt like I'm glad this is happening now. I feel like um, it's like kind of years overdue, but also happening in probably the perfect moment. Like it's like a perfect storm of. You know, I think if I'd done it a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have had like the public momentum yeah. to do it. You yeah. know, like so it's like weirdly perfect, even though I think I could have done something like this earlier. But now I'm just like, um, yeah, that's the I'm one just, thing I wanted to say. I wanted to say shout out to you for doing yeah. something great for the kids. That's Dude, awesome. I love I mean, I like I had a moment of, you know, like, you know, those like funny ideas you have in your head that are amazing in theory, but like you haven't even like really um, considered doing it in like in actuality. That's kind of what this was until like yesterday. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like, you know, like you get into a point where you're like, I mean, and it's like a, when you're doing something good, it's a great time to get to this point where like it, it is like too far to turn back. 
you know? And like, I was like, which was why, like, there was a point where I wanted to like, maybe, maybe I'll do this in six months, but like, that's so much time to not do it. Yeah. I'm just like, no, like I pitched this idea to Anchor <clears throat> um, last week. Nice. And then emailed everyone like five days ago. And then now it's, now it's like you, it's stuff's happening so fast. You can't, you can't back out, um, which, which is like, you know, it's like a weird way to think about it, but it's like, no, like, I don't want to back out, but you but know, you there's all, can. there's always like right now. I definitely can't. No, you like, can't. We're, this we're, is our, we're in it. This what? is, this is the end. This is the end of our nine. Our I mean, nine. I know our eight. Wow. Um, well, um, also Eliana, um, <laughs> um, are we like? Can we talk about your like, like what you've like done in the past couple yeah. weeks? Sure. Um, just like uh, I know, you but can, like uh, briefly touch on. Yeah, that yeah. Can you like? We got like three minutes. I would yeah. love for you to briefly touch um, on what you've been up to. I am a producer at ABC News, um, and you know, like I break stories, exclusives. Have you? Know. Can you tell me <laughs> one story you broke recently? Um. Michael Cohen stories usually have my byline if they're on abcnews.com. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, that was a pretty big one. I mean, we've been working on that for a while. Um, hopefully there's more stuff. You've been in Michael Cohen land for a while. Yes. And, are, and you're not out? No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. There's a lot of like, there's a lot to do. There's a lot of excavating to do in that world. Yes. Yeah. So. You've been busy. Y'all are a... Um... A busy couple. Yeah. Sorry uh, for being so vague because it makes no. it sound way more boring than it no, actually is. No. But it's just I, like no, the nature of my job. No, vague means important. <laughs> oh you're, my God. You're like, there's a, a guy who I do dealings with. Now you just sound like Michael Kahn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike, Eliana, uh, thank you both for coming. Thank you both for being just fantastic friends. Um, right back at you. I love both of you. Um, and we are now, God, these hours are just getting up here. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, we are about to enter hour nine. Um, right. Also, ooh, before I go, um, actually, I'm going to do this next round. I going to do some sponsored things, but I'm going to do that at the top of next round. So thank you all for listening, and see you next hour. Thank you. Thank you.